2: Sipping on Jacob's Wonder Bar from the local Phil's Coffee down the street. I'm Schmitty and this is talking Schmidt. It's National Coffee Day and I got my fucking Twin Peaks t-shirt on. I got my cup of java on my right and for my guest is the son of the man that started Phil's Coffee, Phil. This is Jacob Jaber. It's
0: so
1: early you guys want to get some
0: coffee or something
2: i was reading a comment from our youtube page which i know why was i doing that but uh every once in a while i like to get some constructive criticism and see what people are thinking what parts they like what parts they don't like and this guy happened to be talking about not liking the sound bites i add occasionally throughout the episodes Concerned, I reached out to friend of the show, Amelia Brodka, to ask her what she thought of this guy's comments.
0: You guys don't know anything about skating.
2: Then I decided to hit up the Professor Schmidt, figuring he's got a lot of knowledge. There's no right or wrong at skateboarding. But at the end of the day, I decided, I'm going to do me, man. I appreciate you and your interest, but this is the way I do it, so. What the fuck have you done? You know? I like to um, include guests that have been on the show and given some of their time. This is a way of like, you influence someone. Now we got Tim Kerr for years after he spent two hours of his time talking to me.
0: You just influenced somebody.
2: John Gibson.
0: All right, we're talking Smith. It's just like, what, is this
1: really happening? I only dreamed this stuff at home.
2: I really want him to know that I appreciated him Zooming in and talking, skateboarding with me. Talking Schmidt is going to keep talking Schmidt. I operate on humor. That's how we do it. Winner.com. Speaking of sound bites, we're going to do our first giveaway of the episode and there will be more. Believe me. So listen to the whole episode because we are going to be giving away shit all throughout the episode. Skateboards even. Cups of coffee, soft goods, merch, whatever. All kinds of things. But this one is for a free bag of Phil's Greater Alarm Coffee, and it goes to the first person to email me the following soundbite sources. You know, like what movie or TV show were they from? So here we go. Number one.
3: Wait a minute. Wait
0: a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. Now, I'd like two eggs over hard. I know, don't tell me, it's hard on the arteries, but old habits die hard. Just about as hard as I want those eggs.
1: Number two. Mmm. God damn, Jimmy. That's some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried taster's choice, right? (laughs) And he springs this serious gourmet shit on us. Number three. Change for yourself. My god, that is the best coffee I've ever tasted. Sumatran beans. And I also have to give credit to the grind. Thank you, Mr. Wayne. Walt. Please call me Walt. Why the hell are we making math?
0: Number four.
3: The bombs you feel are asteroids smashing into the hull of this ship also we're flying without a navigational system and can't seem to change course course.
2: miss are you telling us absolutely everything
3: not exactly we're also out of coffee
2: and the last one number five
1: i'll tell you one of the great um activities is skateboarding Mm. To learn to do a skateboard trick how many times do you got to get something wrong until you get it right and
0: you keep falling and you hurt yourself and, and you, you hurt yourself
1: and you learn to do that trick now you got a life lesson whenever i see those skateboard kids i think those kids will be all right yes
2: so that's five sound bites email your answers to TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com what we're looking for is those five sound bites where they came from Which TV show or movie? There might be one that's, mm, I think it's considered a TV show, but you should get that one. It's the easiest. So good luck to you. And that's Talkin Schmidt, T A L K I N S C H M I T, at gmail.com.
3: Head
1: on over to your local shop and ask for a blood wizard. If they're out, then you can tickety-tack on down to bloodwizard.com where you have all of your conjuring needs. From the deepest depths
3: of the woods.
1: Tickety-tack.
2: Big love to friend of the show Dave Fallis and his girl Alini Hailu at Oro Coffee Roasters. Ethiopian coffee is some of the best in the world. Can't wait to taste what you guys got roasting. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden, and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy.
0: This is uh, Jacob, uh, founder of Phil's. My dad and I are the founders of Phil's. His name is Phil, and uh, we're talking with Schmidt. Holy cannoli It's cool, like
1: tonight is the night <laughs>
0: yeah all oh, big dog's in Do we really want to be here? Everything changed We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt Talking Schmidt, dude <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're gonna come out different <laughs> Shit, my pants The
0: Rolodex is fucking deep
1: Holy shit It's about right. the one The one, the one Who is this guy who he thinks he's tough shit? What's up? Come on, Schmidty. what the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me What is happening?
2: I'm
0: here for Grace Smith Yeah!
2: every day i start my day with a medium greater alarm coffee from my local phil's down the street today i get to interview the son of phil uh these guys co-founded phil's coffee and please give a warm talking schmidt welcome to phil's son jacob jaber how you doing today
0: good good thanks for having me it's good to be here
2: Yeah, man, Um, we all love coffee and uh, I'm wondering what is your morning coffee ritual? Do you have one?
0: I have probably four cups a day, sometimes three and uh, have one right when I wake up uh, because I I need it right away before I could function properly as many people. Uh, Yeah, I don't like talking too much in the morning until I've had like, you know, five sips or six sips in. And uh, I probably have another cup like two, three hours later. And then another one like a couple hours later. And sometimes I'll have two as the last uh, two cups and in one in the early afternoon. So, yeah, I mean, I love it. And I mix between hot and iced, uh, hot in the morning and iced in the afternoon. Okay. Is there a
2: um, – does the hot versus iced, does it have a different effect on you? Or is it just mostly for like – if it's hot, you drink a cold one, but like, is there more caffeine in one? Like I always heard different rumors that maybe the iced coffee was more concentrated or.
0: Yeah. I think there's two things that impact the caffeine levels. It's, um, you know, the type of coffee, the amount of coffee. Uh, so when it's iced, you're actually having less, um, than if you're having a hot because ice makes up a good amount of the room in the cup but it's not like significantly different. My reasoning for drinking iced when I feel like iced is just because I feel like it okay. and it's uh, pretty refreshing. Uh, and yeah. So, I mean, if, if you like it, that's all that matters. Does it like, it's, it's not like going to make a meaningful difference if you're trying to get like, wake up with a good attitude that will give you more energy than anything. Coffee is just a <laughs> gravy on top.
2: <laughs> well, like you, I don't like to talk too much before those first five or six sips. My wife and I have a ongoing joke that you don't talk to me until I get my first cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> um, understandable.
2: <laughs> um, well, we'll definitely get to your present day role and everything, but could we start by talking about your dad a little bit? His uh, early life and how he came to know and love coffee and. Uh, I believe it started at 24th Street, the, the market yep. there, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 24th and Folsom. Uh, my dad, both my parents grew up in Palestine, and they both came to the States in their teens. Uh, growing up, my dad, he had a pretty good-sized family. They didn't have much, uh, and they had to work at a really young age, so he developed a really good work ethic, good level of respect for people. Hospitality was something very important to the family and the community he grew up in like every evening neighbors would come over and sit around a table and eat and share conversation and food and drink or they would go over someone's house you know you you uh you you didn't uh you didn't like live your life like that environment that they grew up in even though they didn't have much it was really about family people, community, there's a certain quality of life that was very simple, centered around these simple things. Um, so my dad would always help his mom when people would come over, they'd present, you know, they'd make a ton of food and make sure everybody's stuffed and really happy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he, he came to the States when he was about 15. Uh, he had one brother here and he came for opportunity, of course, but those values of warmth, work ethic, hospitality, hospitality, Uh, being helpful, being a good person were all values that he brought that were inherent innate uh, that he brought when he came here. But he had to work and hustle and he went to school and he saved up enough money. So he came when he was 15, when he was 21, he saved up enough money to open up his own business, which was a little bodega corner grocery store. And he opened that because that's what he was working at while he was going to school. So he knew the business pretty well. Ah. And uh, yeah, I mean, his family thought it was a terrible idea because he would have to invest all of the little money he had and take a big risk when there was like five other bodegas in the Mission District at that time like it. It's like, how are you going to succeed And when there's so many stores Ah. like yours? And he said, the difference is I'm going to focus on people while they're just selling products. So Mm -hmm. he really paid attention to the people in the community and built relationships and slowly became successful. Coffee didn't start until like, late nineties, early two thousands, but he's been thinking about it, uh, for decades. And he actually like visited over 1100 coffee shops over wow. the span of a while to learn. Cause he always wanted to do coffee when he was 10 years old, he used to sell coffee door to door in a backpack back home oh, in sure. the middle East. Yeah. So it's kind of always been part of his, you know, part of his life in some ways. And then it, it, ena- it enabled this connection with people, you know, versus just ringing something up at the register like a bubblegum gum right. versus actually being able to talk with a customer and connect with them, get to know them, get to know their family and really make something magical for them. And then bringing it out to the table in the early days, we would always bring things out to the table. It's like, we don't want customers to have to worry about anything. We just want them to have a great day and get that taste of community in an environment. That's always so, rushed here in America where it's like, we're all just work, 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 work. It's like, take a moment, chill out. Everything's going to be fine. Enjoy your coffee, meet a stranger and have a good day.
2: Right. Okay. So did, uh, it start with the drip coffee from the get go or was it more of a traditional coffee that morphed into that later?
0: Um, it started with drip. Funny enough, we actually had a little espresso machine as well when we started out. But like two out of 100 customers got it because uh, we were focused on the drip coffee. Uh. The re- And I don't know if you call it drip. I think the way my dad always thought about it was that the, his philosophy is the best coffee is the one that comes to your taste. Just like the best food is the one that comes to your taste. Everybody's different. And how do you get to personalize something to someone's taste? So the thought process was really, how do you create a system that allows for us to personalize cups at scale to many customers in a way that uh, feels uh, personal, um, you know, and gives customer kind of an experience where you get your coffee freshly handmade one cup at a time right in front of you versus through a machine. And if you think about like espresso and lattes, it's like, imagine no one knew what coffee, imagine somebody never tried coffee or didn't know what coffee was and somebody gave them a cup of espresso versus you know just a cup of, no- they're not gonna know the difference. Like all these terminologies, it really comes down to what do you like how do we make something that comes to your taste? So we care a lot less about the uh, the names of things and care a lot more about delighting people, uh, you know, delighting the customers.
2: Well, I got to say the names are pretty great. I, I was drawn to the, I drink the greater alarm every day. I, I like the little, I stopped drinking alcohol and this gives me that bite that kind of like a shot would give you. And so I yeah. do like the little almost want to call it harshness or whatever. Um but obviously I was just drawn to Greater Alarm that's like the perfect name for a coffee like everyone Greater Alarm all right you know I can hear yes. the the fire truck going off or something like the
0: siren That's why we created that one <laughs> that was for the, all the firemen and firewomen who would come in and like they love fills like my dad wanted to create a highly caffeinated it's really delicious too ah. uh blend for them that's why he called it the Greater Alarm
2: Oh okay awesome Yeah how long did it go once he kind of like got serious about coffee? How long did it take from him transferring transforming the uh the bodega to a, a a coffee spot?
0: Uh he opened the bodega in the 70s. Phils was official in 2003. So within that time frame, I would say starting in the eighties, he started really thinking about coffee. Okay. Started getting really busy with it, researching, you know, cause, cause if you walk into a Phil's, the menu is different than a typical coffee shop uh-huh. and there's all these names. And to your point blends, uh, I think there are like 13 or 14 blends on the board. Now it's like all, all of these blends are very unique to Phil's and my dad spent a lot of time working at them and each blend contains you know different um varietals from around the world and the idea is that if you can combine these different flavors from different regions in the world to create something that's diverse and delicious uh and have a variety whether you like it lighter darker medium that would be great so he the first blend he created it took seven years for him to like feel confident to start sampling it with customers. That was the Tesora. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like one of our most popular uh, blends. It's really good with honey and cream. That's what I drink.
2: I think that's the smoothest one. Like if you're a a novice coffee drinker, you come in and that would probably be the one you'd recommend is like, this will be a little less bitter or harsh than some of the others. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty smooth, um, but Tesora is definitely smooth. The Silken Splendor is also really smooth. That one's delicious.
2: Yeah. I think that was one of the early ones. In the early days, I would just kind of make sure I didn't order the same one twice. Like it was fun to just try different ones. But then there's something about my craziness is that once I'm set on some, I kind of, I like my whatever routine, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I got to get up. I got to do this. And then if I drink something different and something goes wrong that day, it's the coffee's fault (laughs) because I changed it up. So I just stay, stay the course. If it's not broke, don't fix it type of thing.
0: How long have you been drinking coffee? And then, you know, how long have you been drinking Phil's
2: well, I think I started drinking coffee late. Like I, I feel like I you know I'm I'm old, but I, I probably have been drinking coffee for like 20 years. Um, but I, I started drinking fills when I moved to the city, which was sixteen or seventeen years ago. but I would drink it occasionally. And I don't know if you know this, but I work at Thrasher magazine and uh the old editor Jake Phelps he yeah. was he was very close with your dad he even bought a car off your dad and my uh, dad and
0: i were just talking about this yesterday
2: <laughs> and he crashed it like within a day i think it was like a mercedes or a beamer or something yeah. it was like an older car but it was nice and jake was like i'm anyway uh your dad used to provide coffee for us at thrasher he would send because uh we the guy that takes care of cleaning um the the whole plant at Thrasher he'll get there early and he makes coffee every morning and I think Jake you know Jake was very good at manipulating situations and he I think he told your dad like this will be good. we'll get skaters and then they'll all come to you and you know so they provided us with coffee for. I'd say at least a, maybe it was two years or something. It was at least a year or so. And yeah. uh, that's when I really it really registered Phil's because before it was more like I would just stop wherever I was. And if Phil's was there, that was Phil's. If it was Peach or Starbucks or, you know, uh, some of the cafes in the Mission or whatever. And some of my friends were already in line with what we called coffee snobs, which don't ever drink coffee at starbucks or Pete's? like you need to go to ritual or uh trouble or fills and have these coffee like it's just a it's kind of like going to the bar and getting a pbr versus getting a guinness or something yeah (laughs) so uh it all kind of like to answer your question i feel like um for sure every day it's been two years maybe two and a half years. It was a week before the pandemic. I moved into my new house and Phil's is a block away. And that became my daily routine. Um, And that was, I think, I mean, we could check the logs, but I'm guessing I've drank a greater alarm. Probably like 300 out of 365 days or something, you know, like if you think about it, uh, maybe something like that um the girls down there they know me i walk in and they'll be like you changed to small today you freaked us out or something like they know what my deal is so it, it's been definitely a minute
0: that's awesome well that yeah and uh, i remember the days jake used to come in and him and my dad were close and, and friendly and uh those are really fun days because we got we probably have like Three thousand customers phone numbers in our contact list just over the last like two decades of working and building relationships and we'll text with one another every so often and nice. it's pretty one it's pretty wonderful like that's it's it's really it's really cool to have built relationships with so many great people and i'm so glad you're you know been going to phil thank you for your support that's that's amazing i'm glad we're still doing a good job and If you ever have any feedback, you let us know on how we can get, make it better for you.
2: Yeah. One of the things I'd add too is the service is so good there. Um, They constantly give you your coffee and say, please let me know if it's not up to your liking. And we will, we will like, it's basically like we're going to make this until you like it, you know? And I, I always, no, no, it's, I got it. This is fine. But, I could imagine some people are a little more like, yeah, it's just not hot enough or too much cream or whatever. And, you know, I'm not trying to get people to, to challenge that, but that's the attitude they give. And so it's always a friendly environment and, and just, a, it's a cool vibe. I, I like to sit out in front and just kind of soak in the the sunrise and like start the day that way. It's really, it's actually, I, I was always a night person and, and I never thought I'd say it, but the mornings have been definitely kind of my meditational period in my older years.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's alternated for me too. I used to be more of a night person, but there's something magical about waking up when no one else is up and it's quiet and it's like a cool breeze, but it's not too cold. Definitely yeah. not windy down in Berry street. It gets super windy.
2: It does. It's so weird. It gets, and it, and it, if you turn on the third and sit down there, no wind. If you turn on yeah. um, Barry, you're like, it's a wind title. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And now another first impression with my husband,
3: Gregory Scott Smith.
2: My first impression of Cheryl. Oh, no, no. Sorry. My first impression of Phil's coffee was. No way am I waiting for someone to individually make me a cup of coffee from start to finish and sit there in the store while they make it, which could take from 15 to 30 minutes. I'm not that dude. I never like waiting in lines and especially for something I need to kick my day off. I need that shit right away. But then I discovered their app. What a game changer. I could order my coffee before I even put my shoes on, and by the time I walked down to the spot, it would be sitting on the counter with a friendly face, welcoming me, and letting me know if everything wasn't up to par, they would remake it. It's pretty cool to arrive somewhere before you're fully awake and have a girl smiling saying, Hi Greg, how's your day? Here's your coffee. It's been a perfect match ever since, and now I'm suffering when I'm on the road and have to drink lesser quality cups of coffee because there aren't any Phil's around. This boy has got to get his squirrel on, and Phil has raised the bar where coffee is concerned. Phil's Coffee, I salute you. Coffee's inspiration and motivating. It's a fire that just burns with inside, you know? Just listen to what coffee does to Tim McKinney after he gets his first cup inside him. The first thing he says is, what Fuck are they, dude? I need, I need my talking schmidt, man! No, really, though. Let's go to Timothy Donald McKenney for a coffee PSA.
1: My daily coffee routine, which actually has been going on since I got back in P-Town... Uh, through Corona The only place that was open Was a uh, Starbucks drive through And I'd go there every morning When it woke up 10 minutes early And uh, at 4.30 in the morning and Get my uh, venti drip With cream and three raw sugars Which I do every day And I go and scope the water I go scope the water Before any of the fishermen get there And see where I want to hit And that's just been my deal Thank you
2: like I said, it's National Coffee Day and what that means is a lot of your favorite spots are giving away coffee or having deals, etc. Okay, let's tickety-tack over to another giveaway. This one is from the Bros at Blood Wizard and their recent collaboration with Steel Mill Coffee. We're giving away a pound of Steel Mill Coffee and their unique Blood Wizard African blend. But that's not all. We're also throwing in an 8.5 skateboard deck from Blood Wizard as well. The way to enter this contest is to post on your Instagram a photo of you drinking coffee or your morning routine with coffee or whatever you think will help you win and make sure you include the hashtag BloodWizardCoffee. We will pick one winner and announce on an upcoming episode here on the pod. Oh, and of course, the winner has to be following Talking Schmidt and Blood Wizard. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you're blowing it anyway. So make sure you follow Blood Wizard and Talking Schmidt and then post a photo using the hashtag #BloodWizardCoffee. Makes sense, right?
1: Anybody need more coffee?
2: Kitchen's nah, closed. Yeah,
1: we don't we don't mess with caffeine. You don't? Nah, don't. Those you know caffeine could cause serious delirium. Delirium? Serious delirium. And well, now you tell me. Well, that may be my problem. Delirium. Aren't you Bill Murray, man? That's but Bill Murray? Yeah, I'm Bill Murray, but
3: uh let's keep that just between us, all right? Tell him he gives me a cup of coffee, I'll answer his question.
2: I was wondering if you have a thought on this. I know that Pete's coffee started in Berkeley and Starbucks started in Seattle. You guys started in San Francisco. What do you think it is about the West coast that inspired kind of that coffee boom?
0: Uh, Probably coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm, it's hard to say. Funny enough, Starbucks and Pete's had some connections very early on. Um. I can't speak to the details of the connections, but I think uh, um, a few guys worked at, who worked at Pete's, went to Starbucks. I, I don't know the details, oh, okay. but there, there was a connection there, but I don't know, probably, I think in general, the Bay Area, at least, I can't speak for the whole West Coast, but like the Bay Area, um, food, there's a, a food culture, um, there's, a, there's a lot of people who are passionate about it you know, travel the world. They come back here and they try to do something with it, but it's hard to, it's hard to say for sure. I mean, there's great places all over the world. Yeah. I think there really is great place. It's just very few of those places become brands that, you know, serve millions of people. Right. Um, but just because a place has one or two shops, you know, they can still be spectacular and just as likely as a place, just because something is big, even Starbucks, just because it's huge doesn't mean it sucks. You should be able to decide on your own what you right. like or what you don't like. And if you like it, good. And if you don't, go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, for sure. What would you say to the person, and in this case, we'll just call it my wife, uh, that doesn't understand <laughs> waiting for a coffee, like going in, ordering it, and having you know the process that takes longer than just going in and having it instant poured?
0: Download the fills app. So you literally wait no time and you can pick it up and you can walk out you can literally order your fills in a few clicks before you walk out of your door, you walk in the shop, you grab it on the counter, say hi to the team, walk out, like literally less than five seconds, 10, oops, less than five or 10 seconds. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're out of the shop. But I would also say, I think that, you know, we're all used to this expectation of fast, you know, coffee is like, it's a transaction, you get it, you know? So I mean, everybody has their own story in their life, but everybody deserves a moment of repose and pause and like, it's, everything's going to be okay. Just chill, you know, wait for something good. If you don't have, if you don't like using technology, you want to walk in the store, just, just chill out, you know, it takes, I mean, if it's really busy, it could take a little longer, but, it's not too busy. It should take less than five minutes to walk. So it's not like terribly long. Um, but yeah, like good things, good things take a little bit of time.
2: Yep. Good things come to those. That's why we created
0: the app because we wanted to create good things for people who didn't want to wait. (laughs) Do you think that
2: it was coincidence with the COVID and the lockdown? Um, I know you guys had the app before the lockdown, but it seemed yeah. to get perfected maybe in in the years of like, you can't go inside in order. It has to be through the app. Uh, I know there was some things like, something that was really I kept telling them like you have to get them to be able to put the gift card into the app and they're like it's oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, After
0: like 2 years. <laughs> it took so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean we, um, the reason we created the app was not to have a cool app. The reason we created the app was to delight our customers who on many occasions Um, needed more predictability in their, you know, and their time of the day, the schedule. And then like they needed something, you know, convenience is very important to them. Maybe on Monday through Friday where they had to go to work. Whereas the weekend it's kind of, they're not as much in a rush. So it was really about delighting our customers. Um, So if you want to come in and socialize and hang, we want you to have a great experience. If you want to come in, grab your cup and go and not talk with anybody, we want you to have a great experience.
2: Okay, cool. What's the thought process on, especially in the last few years, the homeless problem has become increasingly, I know my eyes have been open to just our area has increased a lot and there's a lot of people just sleeping out in front of the place. And, um, I can just imagine I'm not there all day, but I can imagine a lot of people begging for probably a free cup or something like, how do you, how do you instruct your workers? How do you, what's your philosophy? How do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. Homeland is, and I wouldn't just characterize it as homelessness. I think it's, there's more words that need to be added to that. Like, there are some people with addiction issues and homelessness. There's right. people with mental illnesses. And, and it's, it's actually dangerous to just call it homelessness, because if you come up with solutions for homelessness only, you may be missing, you, know, you got to diagnose and then prescribe. So Absolutely. I think uh, we got to do a much better job in San Francisco because it just doesn't seem right from a humane perspective. Seeing someone on the street, it's freaking sad. It's like, yeah. these are human beings. And then on the other end, you see someone chasing someone down the street with a bat. It's like, that's wrong. That person should be held accountable. Like what's going on? So I don't know if it's a black and white thing. I think there's a compassionate approach and an approach that has some accountability. But what we tell our team members, and just like my dad and I have always treated everybody is just like, be a good human. You know, like we, we help someone out if they need some help. But if someone's disrupting, uh, someone or making someone feel unsafe. We just, you know, safety is number one. So, and it's very situational. It's a very right. situational. So San Francisco. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a whole, that's, that's a whole, you know, whole other <laughs> podcast probably to talk about. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It yeah. probably it's like really high up there on the outside. When you go inside San Francisco, it's polarizing. Mm -hmm. It's polarizing. So it doesn't feel right. We got to fix that. And, uh, I don't know if, uh, the leadership in San Francisco. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't understand. I'm not close enough to it to provide an accurate prescription on how to fix the problem, Mm -hmm. but it is a problem and it's not as simple as homelessness. It's multifaceted and we need to be able to think about that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that that's for sure. Um, what about the different cities? Like uh, I know you guys started, you got Chicago, you got Southern yep. California, the DC Metro is each city. Interesting to see like, does San Francisco mostly drink this? Does Chicago mostly drink that? Are there like, it's all the same prefer- there's not a preferred drink or blend in different. No, regions? I think
0: in DC, they really like the ice drinks in Chicago, but like, no, it's, it's, it's it, pretty, it's pretty close. It's not like drastically different. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Customers are amazing everywhere. I mean, like obviously in Chicago or DC, in SoCal, like everybody knows Phils now. Um, it's like our fastest growing market. It's really amazing. Uh, but in like DC or Chicago, tons of people that don't know about Phils. They're still learning about it, but it mm. took us some time to build the brand at home here and it's going to take some time to build it there. But People who do come love it, and um, our customer, our, we we track customer feedback religiously, and it's like some of the highest scores are in those newer markets. Oh, cool! So people really, are really, people really love Phil's who do come.
2: Okay, um, do we know who designed the logo?
0: Oh my god, I'm blinking on his name. So he used to come in as a customer every day and skateboard in our shop and he was a local in the mission Vince is his name really Vince is amazing so him he was an early customer and uh we just had the words fills on the on the shop and uh, my dad and I my dad and him became friends I became friends with him he's just like let me put something together and I was like this looks cool so just, just worked out like that, you know, and I still have his number in my phone. Vince is, Vince is awesome. I think he's still in San Francisco.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
0: He's a San Francisco. He's an old school San Franciscan. He's like, he's really cool. He's a great guy.
2: And these are some of the touches that I just appreciate as someone that's lived here. You know, I've lived in the Bay area my whole life. I moved to San Francisco 17, 18 years ago. And I, you know, I love that kind of, that's what I love about the city and, you know, the problems they'll come and go, but like the things that, I mean, my wife and I were just kayaking in our backyard yesterday. Like we, we've kayaked to the ramp and had lunch and then kayaked home. I'm like pretty blessed.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff like, you know, there's soul, there's soul, like, we could have gone out and probably hired a firm to design something really nice, but it's like, I don't just, something about feels like we started with nothing Mm. grateful for everything. We still think we still have this day one mentality where we need to hustle and earn everything we got. We love the community. Why not tap into your community? Like your community can offer you so many things. And the more people you know in your community, the more you realize the power of your community. There's artists, there's designers, there's financiers, there's lawyers. There's just build your community and build connections and get to know people and help someone out. That's literally how we figured out how to open our second store. That's how we figured out how to do our logo. That's how we figured out how to, that's all of our help. Our consultants were our community in some ways.
2: Yeah. Fausto, who started Thrasher, um, words that ring in my ear always from what he would give advice was, if you're starting something new, start strong in your own backyard. Like, get your, get your area strong before you expand. And it uh, feels like the same yes. type of thing you're talking about.
0: 100%. 100%. If, if, uh, if, you're, if your life and your house is not in order... Don't tell anybody else about fixing their own stuff. <laughs> exactly. Fix your stuff. <laughs> exactly. get, get your shit straight.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the old Jacob Wonder Bar? How did that, whose idea, how did that come about?
0: Oh, my dad created that. And uh, it's it's one of our most popular blends. It's really good. And he named it after me, but I had nothing to do with the creation of it. So uh, it's not
2: anything that like you love these these flavors or...
0: No, it's actually not my favorite blend, but uh-huh. it's like top. I think it's like top three or four most popular that fills. It's really popular, but it's like a darker blend, and I like medium blends. Okay. But I do like it. But he named it after me, and uh, that was amazing. Outside but I, again, of- I, I had nothing to do with the creation of it.
2: Outside of Tesoro, what's your favorite
0: filtered soul? I get it with a little cinnamon sprinkled in the filter. I like that one, iced with oat milk and honey or sugar. Um, the Julie's Ultimate is actually pretty good. The New Manhattan is delicious. If you like the Greater Alarm, you should try the New Manhattan. That's really good.
2: Okay, I'll get that one. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, the Filtered Soul Cold Brew is it's off the chain. And we got a new one. It's called the Honey Haze. It uses the Filtered Soul Cold Brew. It's amazing. And there's no like syrups or stupid stuff Uh that we put in our coffee. Like you can pronounce all the ingredients that's inside a (laughs) cup of fills. It's like natural, good stuff. Like, you know, there's like like no syrups. Like our coffee is so, you know, flavorful on its own. You don't, you know, you don't need to add any, anything in it, but if you like sweet, we have that, like you like it strong. We have that. Mm. You like oat milk. We have that. You like cream. We have, you know, we have everything that you want and you just tell us how you want it and we'll yeah.
2: do it. I love it. Uh, you mentioned Julie's ultimate. How did, who is Julie and how did she get her own blend?
0: Julie was an early, you, you think it's a sister. It's my sister, but it's not <laughs> Yeah, like WTF. Why? Julie's uh Julie was, I think working at general hospital in the mission and was a regular customer in the early days. And my dad, made friends with her and she was so sweet and so kind and he liked her so much, he decided to name one of his blends he was working on because I think she was just like she loved it. So he's like, I'm gonna name so my dad's that type of person where he'll see a stranger sitting at one of his tables in the shops and just go and spend five hours talking to them. And uh. he'd make friends. Like so, you know, that's that's Julie. Julie's an early Phil's customer.
2: That's cool. Okay. Is your how's who your who knows? Dad-
0: Maybe we'll get you'll get you'll get one named after you one day. If you my dad.
2: <laughs> uh, how's your dad doing? Is he he moved to Southern California?
0: No, he's he's around, he's around. Oh. Uh, uh, most of my family's in SoCal, but he's around and uh, he'll visit the stores every now and then. Him and I will talk. He meets with customers regularly who he's oh. known for a really long time. He's not like running the business uh, day to day, um, but he's you know definitely involved uh and you know we'll we'll talk with customers weekly visit stores as much as he can here and there as much as he can here and there so huh. yeah him and i like talk every day
2: okay is, do you feel like there's a rivalry or like like is there like coffee beef with like the i don't know uh, blue bottle versus these guys or this or that like is there a competitive nature within the industry?
0: From our perspective, no. I mean, we, we've probably mentioned a local competitor's name less than like two times in our 23 years. We, we're really focused on our customers' names and making huh. sure we know them. So no, not at all. And I think like Phil's is different than those places and uh, those places are great as well. Like They can both be good and they can both coexist successfully. I think it's pretty cool that there's so many good options locally. Um, But no, 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 no beef, nothing like that. Uh, You know, we wish well upon everybody. And, um, but at the same time, like we're going to be obsessively focused on our customers and making sure we're delighting them.
2: Awesome. Do you, when did you, like, what's your present role now with the company?
0: Uh, Chairman. So I was, since I was 17 years old, we had one store. So we started one store. My dad and I hated school. So I left school because I felt <laughs> like I was forced to learn was I what I wasn't interested in from people who weren't that interesting. So I dropped out. <laughs> and at the age of 17, and mind you, prior to this, when I was 9, 10 years old, I started working at the bodega with my dad. I used to stand on top of milk crates and ring people up at the register and the mission. My dad would take a nap and kind of watch over me (laughs) while I bring people up. So I've been in the business like since day one, uh, and Phil since day one for sure. And when I was 17, uh, I dropped out, started working with my dad and him and I were together in the first store. We didn't have a lot of customers. We didn't have a lot of business, but we worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And then one day I was struggling to successfully negotiate with a vendor. Um, because you know, my dad and I are like we're baristas. We're, we're literally baristas working behind the bar. And I figured out because this vendor didn't take me seriously as a barista, so I had an email, created an email signature, and then I put the CEO title. And then he, neg- and then I, I was much better at negotiating because I put that in my title. So I kind of gave myself the title, and my dad was like, "Yeah." Sure. I mean, I rather you have this now instead of your death. Like you got to earn it. Yes. So since I was 17, I was running the company last year. I moved into a chairman role and we hired a CEO and um, we have a great management team, super experienced. They're running the day to day. I'm still involved. I spend a lot of time thinking about culture. I'll visit stores. I welcome every new hire. I, I visit new stores in person on the first day of opening or the day prior to tell them the story. Maybe I'll help with product here and there, but yeah. Um, so since I was from 17 to 35, almost 20 years as a, as a CEO. Oh. Uh, so a long time.
2: And you're living in the city still.
0: Yeah. Right now I'm in the city.
2: Nice. And you, ha- and you recently had a son that you have yeah. n- named a decaf blend after.
0: Oh yeah. Cause he <laughs> can't drink. <candy>. He can't. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, yeah. No, his, his, uh, his name is uh, Luca and he's 14 months, a little over 14 months and he's amazing. And um, yeah, we named, we created a, a special blend called Luca's unplugged and we launched it uh, like less than a month ago. Yeah. And it's great. People love it. Like it's 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 awesome.
2: Is that your first child? First. Congrats! Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was funny because when I I put the you know two and two together on that one, I was like, oh yeah, you don't want to caffeinate kids. Like they're already (laughs) high strung. (laughs) So I thought it was more like that, kind of like a play with that. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, What about uh, like you? Call your you guys work with the communities to like give back, like is there some work you guys have done with different things given back to the communities?
0: Uh here and there in a very bespoke way. Um we we have something called Food for Farmers, uh, where you know a certain percentage of all the coffee we buy is money goes to these organizate this organization who really helps with education and diversification of crops. So their income sources aren't solely reliant on coffee. Um, So that's been amazing. Andy Trindle-Mersh, who's our director, who's our VP of coffee and sustainability, who's amazing, strike that partnership. And uh, so we do that. We donate a little bit as well for every pound we buy to World Coffee Research Organization. Um, And then locally, we'll do some things like schools, we kind of like leave it up to the store, store managers. Like we really try to celebrate this idea of local get to know, like, even though we have 70 stores, it's one store 70 times, uh, you know, we try to even call the store manager by their name, the store by the store manager's name. So, you know, uh, if the store down the street is, uh, John is the store manager. It's John's store. Okay. Or that's Michelle's store. Right. That's uh, Sean's store. And we really try to keep that sense of personalization and ownership because we want them to get to know their community and someone's bound to ask for something. And if we like it, if they like it, you know, they can do it within reason. I mean, you can't give all your, your money to them, but yeah. <laughs> all your sales and, you know, the erode erode the shop's business. But oh, I mean, yes, we love, we, we love doing it and uh, we try to keep it as local as possible in addition to kind of these more, global things that partnerships we have with uh, these organizations.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. I know the, uh, a friend of ours works with food, <clears throat> food for farmers as well. And, uh, nice. Yeah. We, we go down to the ferry building every weekend for the farmer's market and try to buy from the, you know, it's, I just, it's important to, con, to the locals. Yes. It's like, you know, like, the strawberries are from Watsonville. They bring them over like, okay. And you know, it's just kind of a neat thing. You have the, the workers are actually there and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, excuse me, as far as like coffee centric stuff, are you like outside of your business? Are you like, are you enamored with coffee? Are you like watching? Like comedians with cars getting coffee are like are you like do you have a favorite coffee uh song or a movie quote or are you not like that's overboard
0: you know there's a there's a there's a hip-hop artist i forgot his name lil b i think he's Uh, local i think he's local East Bay, yeah it's like yeah and uh he created a a song called phil's coffee and i don't even know and i was like shoot so I opened Spotify, searched for it, listened to it. It's like, this is cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't so like know that, that either. See, that's, I know. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Like, I think I discovered that like a year ago or something, but that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that um, like I'm planning trips to Guatemala and Colombia to go visit. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, I'll, I'll do that, but I'm not like, uh, spending all my time outside of Phil's on coffee. Right. Uh, but I love it, but I, I don't like, no, I think I've watched like one episode, one episode of comedians. Uh, uh-huh. what is it? Comedians in cars with coffee. Yeah. 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 But Jerry uh, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. It's a good show. Yeah. But yeah no, not really. The little B thing's pretty cool. People should listen to that.
2: I gotta look for that. I never even knew about that. Um, is there any tips you give somebody that's making coffee at the house? Like, is there, is there some, uh, tips you can give someone for making it a little bit better than your average cup?
0: Yeah. Fresh coffee, high quality water, find the right ratios that come to your taste. So, um, you know, if you have a drip machine, as many do, it's great. I would grind it at probably a number four or five, which is like drip, but I'd lean more on the, uh, Less coarse. Sometimes people do it too, cor- too coarse and that's not good. Come out stronger if you do it a little less. And then uh, I you know, personally use one heaping tablespoon per one cup. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, some people will. yeah, That, that, that comes to my case, but play around with it. Use good water. San Francisco sink water is fine, I think. Um, use good water. Don't use crap water. Good machine matters, but not a ton. Keep it clean and then... You know, ideally your your beans are fresh. If you don't have a grinder and you drink your bag within a week, it's like you can keep it sealed, but like for most people it's just, you know, play around with it until you find something that you 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 really like.
2: Okay. And then if it's your birthday and you get to have like whatever you want that morning with no guilt, are you going vegan donut, breakfast burrito, what are you going to eat with your cup of coffee? I love-
0: Almond croissant, toasted almond croissant.
2: <laughs> that's it's I, really good. That's one of my faves too. I love it. <laughs> it's almonds.
0: really good. Starter Bakery, who's also local, does our pastries and they're amazing. Brian is the guy there. It's like they start. We started with them when we had like fifteen stores. I forgot exactly, but pretty small. And then they've grown with us, so it's pretty amazing. Oh wow! I think they're in Oakland. Or Berkeley, maybe they're in Berkeley. Yeah, I think they're in Berkeley, but they're amazing. And he makes the double baked almond croissant. Don't look at the calories; just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: that calorie thing's a blessing and a curse. You're like, oh, yeah. but I really wanted
0: it today. <laughs> yeah, just just skip the MyFitnessPal entry. You know, it's like, oh, forgot that.
2: I like the word is like, I think there's a dot before the two O's. It's like 3.0, not 300.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Don't we wish.
2: (laughs) Um, Lastly, I just wondering a few facts about coffee that you could share with us. Um, I guess more of a true or false sense. uh, Light roast versus dark roast. Uh, Is it true that light roast has more caffeine than dark roast?
0: Yeah, you can kind of think of it as like when a green bean, it's green, it's a green bean prior to being roasted. When a green bean goes into a roaster, it's like you're cooking it. The longer you cook something, the darker it gets, the more, yeah, the maybe the less caffeine.
2: Mm.
0: Right? The 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 less you cook it, the more rare, right? We don't use those terms, but just to keep it simple for people who are more familiar with food cooking, yeah. more caffeine will be preserved in the bean. So it's like the longer you run, the more you sweat, the less caffeine, you know, okay. the shorter. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of one simple, fast rule, you know, way to think about it. Um, but it's not, it's a little more nuanced than that, but that concept is generally true.
2: And then another caffeine question is, um, cup of coffee versus a, a shot of espresso.
0: Well, that's different for many different places oh. like one one cup of fills the amount of beans we put in one cup is probably four to five shots equivalent so when oh. you go and you buy a double shot latte for six fifty at Starbucks or six bucks yeah. uh-huh. and you go to Phils and you pay four fifty or five bucks for a medium sized coffee mm-hmm. you you're getting over two times the amount of beans oh shit okay now it's not pressured so fills is strong which is good this is the way it should be i mean if you go to like pizza or starbucks the amount of beans like it's probably like a couple of cups to take one for like two equals like one for fills like we 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 put a lot of like we are not cheap <laughs> when we make a cup, we really make it well. Like we do it oh, right. Yeah, We it's do strong. not shortchange you and uh, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> strong. And uh, yeah, I mean like, but it depends. I mean, everybody does their ratios a little bit differently, but Phil's is the strongest uh, pound for pound when compared to other drip coffees.
2: Okay. What was, what was it that, was it that people weren't buying it or like you mentioned, did you start doing espresso and lattes? And, and we just had it in
0: there. We just had it in there for some reason, like a, I don't know. We were thinking, I don't even recall how it happened. We didn't really, I didn't even know how to pull a good shot of espresso. Uh-huh. We didn't, we used it that infrequently. And it was kind of there, I think like a friend of um, my dad's, when my dad was still considering what to do. Kind of say, here, try this out. I think it was one of those. Um, But no, I mean, we like, yeah, like we were just at the bar making coffee. Like you would go to a bar and order a drink. Like we love that. Like you walk up, connect, order. Like that's what we we loved and we were focused on. It's like the machine in many ways got in the way of the customer. You know?
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean... It's just interesting Uh, every once in a while, you know, you're with a friend that doesn't drink coffee. They want hot chocolate or latte, but I'm guessing like it's just not even frequent enough to like have that as an option. Yeah. or Like we're just folk. We're just focusing on focus. Yeah.
0: The word focus is so important. Focus Uh on your focus on your, your, you know, figure out what it is you're going to do and stay fricking focused on it. And, you know, in many ways, as you become successful, it's more important to avoid stupidity Mm. than it is to try to be successful. You know, it's like, just don't do stupid stuff. It would be stupid to distract ourselves from our core concept, even if we can make an extra buck, which we wouldn't, we, we would make less money probably because we'd be so distracted and like confuse our identity. So, there's a lot of good espresso out there, and if that's what you like, you should do it, but you haven't had the right cup of fills yet. So like, <laughs> you should come and have some fills. <laughs> like I, I, I would say, like, in my time behind the bar, I've converted probably like 98 out of 100 people who loved espresso and lattes into a fills drinker, because I took my time to figure out what it is they liked about it, and then mm. I figured out how to craft the right thing. And I taught them how to order it. And then they got hooked and they started to understand the world of Phil's.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's I, I say it all the time and I don't know if this is good or bad, but uh I go to bed at night, excited to wake up because I know yeah. I'm going to have that coffee is like that first sip. Like that's what it's interesting. It's, it's definitely, it's like, it's addicting, right? I mean, caffeine is an addiction that you get. Um, and thank uh, God it's good for you. Yeah. And it's funny, like you said, your guys is pretty strong. So when I've built a tolerance, we go to like somewhere else, like my, let's say my in laws for coffee. And I'm like, this one's not really getting me revved.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yes, 100%.
2: Uh, uh, oh man. Well, thanks for taking the time. Um, I know you guys have like a huge, uh, facility in Oakland, a roasting yeah. facility. Do you guys ever do tours or anything?
0: Not, not formally, but if somebody wanted to do a tour, we just have to figure out how to set it up. We've done it in the past, but it's not common. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But if you're ever interested, like down the road, just let me know. We'll see oh. if we can set that up
2: okay excellent and then is there anything special you guys do for like national coffee day or anything or is it just another day
0: mostly another day okay (laughs) try to stay focused on making good stuff and treating people nicely and keeping it simple
2: well i appreciate you taking the time to do this it's been a pleasure and uh yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't support you any more than I do, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> well, you could come 305 times a year versus 300. Well, this but-
2: this year, I think I'm working on, we might get to 360. We might get to 360. We'll have five days
0: off. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you're awesome. And this was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm glad we met and we talked and we did this and hopefully uh, I can meet you at the store one day. It's always yeah. better in person.
2: Yeah. If I see you around, I'll, I'll, I'll say hi and tell your dad. Please. Hello. I've met him a couple of times. And, uh, I, I know for a fact cause I spent more time with Jake than most people in my life. And, uh, he was special to Jake as well. Jake never said, Jake said a lot of bad things about a lot of people and he never said a bad word about Phil. He, he loved Jake, loved his fucking coffee and he loved Phil for making it. And, and he loved San Francisco and the, and the downtown and the work ethos and all that stuff. So,
0: uh, yes,
2: it was important for me to do this for a lot of reasons. So I just appreciate
0: it. So I appreciate you. And, uh, Keep being awesome.
2: All right. Take care. Have a good day out there.
0: You too. Bye.
2: Bye. -bye. Thanks again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the coffee episode. Special thanks to Jacob for taking his time. You know we love you over there at Phil's. Special shout-out goes to Bryce Knight, friend of the show. The affogato is definitely happening tonight in Portland or wherever Bryce happens to be. Shout out. Let's check in with Neen Williams and see how he takes his coffee.
0: I actually like the little machine, the normal, like old school machine. So I just rock that. It's like XOXO or something random brand. I don't know what it's called, but I make, um, it's basically a pour over in the morning. And then I add one tablespoon of ghee, clarified butter, to my coffee and I blend it so it gets all foamy and nice. So it gets like that extra fat and extra calories for me in the morning. Um, Something about it's just creamier. I like it, you know, they claim that it helps you from crashing later on in the day and stuff, but I just personally like the taste of it and I like, it, it adds the fat that I like for my breakfast too, you know? How's Ben
2: Rayborn take his coffee?
0: With uh, CBD, sugar, and a bit of almond milk. I have like one or two in the morning, and then like kind of like three during a skate day.
2: Jason Adams, are you out there? How the hell do you take your coffee, man? How do I take my coffee, you ask? Any fucking way I can get it. Hot, cold, black, white, sugary, creamy, whatever. Give it to me and give me lots. How does John Cardiel take his coffee, you ask? I don't drink coffee. No. No, strictly mate and green tea. Yup. Okay. Yep. Your
1: breath is sweet with your eyes, I like to do as in the sky. Your bag is straight, your hair is smooth on the pillow where you lie. But I don't
3: sense affection.
2: Not to me, but to the star
0: above. the One more cup of coffee for the road. One more cup of coffee for our goal. To the valley below.
2: We have yet another giveaway, and this time it's from the new roasters up in Sacramento and friend of the show, Drew McKinney. He'll be giving away bags of his Velveteer coffee roasters blend, which he roasts his own beans from Rwanda. The way to enter is easy. Just hit subscribe to the show and we will be going through our subscriber list and pulling out a few winners. So subscribe and be prepared to get amped all in the name of coffee. I'll probably throw in a t-shirt as well. Also, A reminder, you can buy me a cup of coffee like Justin Lewis did this week. Shout out, Justin. Shout out. Talkinschmidt.com in the web store. You know, Gabe Kapler talks about the process a lot. I'm not going to. I just want to enjoy a cup of coffee and get amped to do what I love to do. We'll be back not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday with our regular episodes at a regular time, which is not very regular, but it is every Tuesday, more or less. Until then, don't drink so much coffee that you get anxiety. If it does give you anxiety, try a half calf or even decaf.
1: Hashtag are you okay? So That's I, all I, I go got. Peace decided, everybody. I I come back stronger, I'm not talking You know what I'm mean? saying? So obviously, feels coffee. It. Feels coffee, it goes down smooth. You can meet me at the table, yellow chairs, green food, the pavement got cracks in it. My pants got crack in it. I wonder why I'm rapping it. What's happening? Meet a new person, army fatigue jackets, riding bikes, coughing out loud, get you in a fight. See your mask, we going on a mission COVID gave me an excuse to look suspicious I play things cool, allergic to slipping Take things far, my mind state is gifted This is how I feel, connect like four Stacks on top like New York apartments or blocks We on top, below, underground clubs Gambling, depression, playing chess at the park Surrounded by fences, metaphor To my life, I'm outside and fenced in Still barriers around me. It's like a room with no walls. Am I outsider in? Within my heart is more than I can explain. The lamps turn on, representing my anger. I sleep in the bed, not on myself. I trust the wooden chairs. More coffee, please. Let's play attention, forgive me for cursing. I live in sin. Amen. I just want to live, I just want to live, hang the coats on the wall, that's him. I unified the Unabombers. We need less shooters and more scorers. Put points on the board without taking a loss. Who said we can't both win? Two first place winners, two teams being recognized as men or women or whatever you into. Not trying to go deep in your mental. I live in California. Cali's for you. We got so much weed it gets annoying. Have humans created a trap that we catch ourselves in? This is deep, Feels coffee as I drink, some people leave and say they never left, how could it be? How do you remember, when you said you ain't believe? Back at home, I put the blankets on, relax, think about legendary plays and facts, the sky's blue, my skin is black, or is it mental slavery caught with a flash? Let's make decisions, my hard drive, take nosedives, landing strips on the roof, where you noggin? where you been, the rain drops in the water, like a flood, so base hallelujah. Hallways and cuts like Turk, third eye open, never scared of the work, walk through the doors, it's open, unlock my heart, feels coffee, you know I'm going, shout out to Oakland, you know I'm rolling. Unlock my heart, feels coffee. You know I'm going. It's Lil B. Russo, relax out. It's your boy Lil B.
3: where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa.
1: Shout out. Love
3: it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.
1: Keep the wheels greased.